Recorded live. Amen. Hold on one. Jay, you have. Amen. Hold on one second. Amen. 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 Uh, welcome, welcome to Monday Night Bible Study Intercessory Prayer. I have a little technical difficulties. Hold on one moment. Amen. Amen. Just don't get time for people to come online. Amen.
Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Monday Night Bible Study. Good evening. This is Sister Lashana. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Good, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Again, we are in for a treat tonight. We got LG Malcolm once again. So, uh, without further delay, I'm going to open up the line for testimonies and praise reports. Amen. 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 The line is now open for testimonies and praise reports. Okay, now everybody just not jumping once again. <laughs> Oh, the line is now open. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good evening, everyone. Um, this is Pastor Maureen. It's uh, it's good to be um, back on the line. I had uh, the opportunity to listen in today, um, which was a blessing. And um, here I am tonight, um, slowly getting back, getting back into the routine of the prayer line. I just want to thank God for his faithfulness. Um, I want to thank him for making it possible um, for my husband and I to go down to Jamaica for convention keeping us safe, um, glory to God, and bringing us back safely. I just, you know, thank him for provision. I thank him for his um, just consistent love towards us. I thank him, um, you know, you, the little things in life that we don't think about, um, you know, nice, warm <laughs> shower, uh, you know, with lots of water coming out of the shower, uh, I'm telling you when I we came back yesterday morning and I I took my you know took my shower and I was like oh thank you thank you thank you because it was water lots of water coming out and it it's you know when we have this every day we don't think about it you know but just um you know when you're in a position where uh you you you're begging the water to come come out come out come out and all that and um is something that we have every single day. I just want to thank him. I, I want to thank God for the privilege that he affords us with. I thank him for, you know, just thinking about us, loving us, providing for us. And I thank him for um, Simple Words Ministry. I thank him for all the ministers um, that minister on this line, um, you know, whether the, the guest speakers or um you know, our regular uh, members who ministers, I just want to thank God because just reading reading some of the comments um, on Facebook, you know, as, you know, what took place over the week that I was um, away, you know, it does my heart um, awesomely wonderful that, um, yes, God, you know, um, gave birth to this ministry, ministry um, you know, several years ago, um, and now I can, you know, I, I don't have to be concerned. I can go, and, you know, the prophetic words came that I would be traveling a lot, including you, Minister Lashana Burton, and um, it is so. As soon as, you know, as one trip is over, another one is booked, and I just, you know, I thank God. I thank God for what he's doing, and I thank him for um, placing the right people in Simple Words Ministry, as Prophet Joseph said today, again, an end-time ministry. Uh, glory to God. And 
um, you know, I'm 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 grateful to be a part of it. I'm grateful to be, you know, um, a part of it from the very beginning, and um, you know, we'll continue to be a part of it until um, Jesus says no. Glory to God. So thank you very much for allowing me to um, to share, and it's good to be back home uh, with my family and my um, you know wonderful one of wonderful Simpor's ministry members, and um, you know I look forward to um, being with you guys um, over the next little while until I gotta go again. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Marie. We missed you. I'm glad. I'm happy for you to be back. Amen. 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 God bless you, woman of God. God bless you. Meantime, while you have um, leeway of not doing things, Pastor, enter into his rest. Amen. Because when you go again, you're going to be used mightily. So enter into his rest. I love you. Amen. God bless you. Love you too. Amen. 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 Okay, again, Pastor Marie, like I said, we miss you. I'm glad you're home. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the line is now open for testimonies and praise reports. Amen. As you all know, I go out every day, no matter what. I got to get out of here for an hour, hour and a half. I had the opportunity to go out and go to two or three different places and be able to tell others about Jesus. Had an opportunity to talk to a couple uh, Indian owners of a convenience store today and uh, had an opportunity to tell them about the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I want to thank God that I plant seeds today to uplift Jesus Christ. Right after the prophet's corner, I left, and I was gone for about an hour and a half, and uh, felt the wind of the Holy Spirit in the car, because it was really humid up here in Youngstown. And so I want to thank the Lord for the open doors that he gave this prophet today. And when I got home, the peace of God, I haven't felt the peace of God in my home in a while, but even Gina and I were just talking about it a little bit ago. The peace of God was in our house, and it's still here tonight. God bless you all. Amen, amen, amen. I got uh, I'm open the line for one more testimony of prayer support. Amen. Uh, amen. Going once, going twice. You know what? I have to say, God is an awesome God. Yes, he is. He is. Yes. That's all I can say. God is an awesome God. So, you know, sometimes the reason why do we do pray, uh, praise reports because it's to uplift people. It's the testimony. Amen. The testimony is not only to uplift people, but also to encourage people. See, that's why we do it, so you can encourage, because you know what? You never know what the other person is doing. You never know what's going on in other people's lives. And just one word of encouragement can send them on their way and put them on the right path with God. Amen. So, you know, I thank everyone for those who gave testimony tonight and those who are, you know, just have their phone on mute because they can't do the They're at home or they're busy or they're at work. So 
We are. Thank you. And I thank you, everyone. Now, housekeeping rules before Elder June gets started. Amen. If you have background noise in the background or you got a conversation or you're at work or you're at an event you want you know, you, you want to spend time with us, please star six your phone to mute and you can star six it again to unmute to to participate. Uh we do not limit participation but our sessions are being recorded, so and I know you do not want your personal business recorded on the line. Amen. So is that or you know, like if you have a smartphone, please use and exercise the mute button on on your smartphone. Amen. Amen. So, um, Elder June, are you on the line? I'm praise the Lord, Minister. Let me from here. All right, Amen. praise the Lord. I am a pray. So, then turn the line over to Elder June. Amen. Father God, right now, watch me. Your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Anything that's not of you, I do honestly repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Father God, you are my Abba Father. You are my you 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 are my Abba Father. You are my El Shaddai. You're my Elohim. And I give you praise tonight, Father God. Father God, right now I lift up our overseers, Dr. Angela and Benjamin Rucker, Father God. We thank you for being, we, we, we are blessed to have them as overseers over this ministry, Father God. Father God, right now, I lift up Pastor Marie Chen and her family up to you, Father God. We are thankful that she has made a home to save travelers, and we thank you for new and open doors that are going to happen with her, Father God. So we give you praise tonight, right now, Father God. We lift up Elder June Malcolm up to you, Father God. As she says forth, Father God, let everything in her decrease and you totally increase. Father God, have your way, Father God. Father God, set our minds, our hearts on this lesson so we may eat, Father God. Father God, bind up, we bind up every distraction in the name of Jesus. Anything that's come to suffer and take the word, we bind them now, Father God. And God, we give you praise because you is all good. We give you all honor and all praise and we bless you. And yes. I pray this prayer in no other name but your son in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Elder June, I'm going to open the floor. It's now yours. Amen. Amen. Um, praise the Lord, Mr. Martin. Praise the Lord. Um, to everyone who's on the line tonight, hallelujah, glory to God. I bless the Lord Jesus for his presence. And I give honor to Pastor Maureen Chen and all the ministers who um, take care of the 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 people, the persons, the folks who come on this line seeking for help and encouragement. And I bless the Lord that um this ministry um is always open for business. Nine service per week. And I just um bless the Lord and even as he continues to progress this ministry, I, I just thank him and I glorify him. And I'm looking forward for him doing greater things um, through this ministry. I thank him that he took Pastor Marine and um, Minister Collinson safely on their journey and their back safely. With all what's going on in the world, if you walk around the corner to the corner store, uh, like Prophet Bob goes on the street each day, if, you, if you're able to do that, then that's a great, great blessing that we're able to leave our home and come back safely in Jesus' name. So I just bless God for all that he's doing, and I thank him for being with us. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. I bless him for what he will say to us tonight on the line. And um, without any further ado, I will begin tonight's lesson, which will consist of a lot of reading. It is a reading night tonight. Um, you go to college, you have a reading week. <laughs> so this is a reading night tonight. I'm going to read a few scriptures. But just before I begin reading the scriptures, I um, just want to recap, recap a little bit um, what we're doing for anyone who might um, be on for the first time tonight or might um, have come on recently, more recently, and not really certain where we are at on Monday night. And Monday night um, in Bible teaching we've been looking at since last September, um, going through the entire Bible. Um, under the subject of the power of knowledge, um, taken from Isaiah 4, verse 6, which says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And we, um, our first um, module, we looked at the, the adversary, the enemy, and we looked at man in the second module, and we're closing in, in um, looking at God, exactly who God is. And so um, we're looking at that subject, the power of knowledge, through knowing who, who the devil is or who Satan is, knowing who we are, um, the old race of man, the species of man, and then knowing who God is. So we're, we're looking at God. We're in the last leg of the, um, the, um, the lessons, and um, we're looking at who God is. We were looking at God's characteristics and, um, and nature. We started three weeks ago, and I took a long time in showing that God is long-suffering as a characteristic of God because um, in, in studying God or looking at the scriptures and trying to know God, um, it's very easy to come to the conclusion that all what God does and show of himself you can see a very strong element of long-suffering um, in, in it. From the very beginning, when we see God, he is, he is, he is, he is carrying it, man. He's exercising this great love of his for man, to bring man to a certain place where he wants to. And we can say he's God Almighty, and there isn't anything too hard for God at all. Scripture, and I like when folks get um, scriptural, um, but in getting scripture, we also have to look at the scriptures in context. So yes, um, there is a scripture that there isn't anything too hard for God, um, and there isn't anything that he cannot do, like he's almighty, he's all-powerful. And um, so we might use those scriptures to... Um, disregard, disregard exactly what it costs God to do the things that he does for us. We might think it's a hop, skip, and jump um, for him. We might even at times think he doesn't have any feelings and um, he doesn't really hurt um, like how we hurt. And so I was looking at long-suffering because I wanted to paint a right picture of God, and, and that is because if we're going to have a relationship with God, if you're going to have a relationship with anybody, you have to know them. So if we're going to have a relationship with God, an intimate relationship with God, if we're going to become one with God, as we are asked to become in St. John chapter 17, we are asked to become one with God and Christ. If that is to happen, we cannot suffer from lack of knowledge. We, we, we need understanding. We need to know God. We need to understand God. We need to feel what he feels and 
know what he feels and know how he processes um things and, and know how he get things um get things done. And I know I might be sounding contrary to myself and contrary to scriptures because in Genesis um chapter one it says that God ended all his labor, all his work, um, in six days and, and, and rested on the seventh day. So some folks might look at that and think God doesn't have anything else to do, God is done. And even sometimes when I'm teaching, I will say that. I will say whatever God is going to do for you, it's already done. And so that, that's what I mean, that you have to look at the scriptures in context. Because although whatever God is going to do is done because he's the Almighty, and if he decree a thing, it cannot be unchanged. It still has to be worked out in this dimension. It is done in the heavens. It is forever settled in the heavens. His words are tried in the heavens. They are proven in the heavens. Because before God said, let there be light, he, wherever he was, it wasn't on earth. It couldn't have been on earth because the earth was not yet. So wherever God was all by himself, he has not allowed us to know that. But wherever that is, he tried his, his, his work. And, and, and I said that God was the first and the greatest scientist. Because, you know, scientists says that before you can um, come to a conclusion, you have to observe and watch upon your specimen. And if they, if they, if they prove your hypothesis right, then you can put that down as a fact. So God, the Almighty, he, um, I can't say time because time was not yet either, but he put the, uh, allowed the process by which he was satisfied that what he proposed to do, that he was able to get it done because he knew from the beginning what his work was going to entail. He knew what his creation was going to turn out to be. He, he knew everything. So to the doctrine that says um, the enemy destroyed God's first creation and we are his second creation, I, I cannot see that to be true. There's no scripture that says that, but there's a doctrine that says that by a man-made doctrine. And... Um, and so God had to make his creation all over again. If he had to do that, then he's not really almighty. And if he had to do that, then it means that Satan, his adversary, um, is equal to him in power. And that to, to the extent that he can destroy his work and force him to start all over again. And nobody can destroy God's work and cause him to start all over again. He's the almighty. So that is not true, but there is, there is such a doctrine um, flying about. And, and, and so we're looking at God. And I said last week that the time that we take to look at God in the, in the depth that we're looking, then it's not just to have mental assent or intellectual knowledge or academic understanding about God. It is to be equipped to act like God and think like God and, 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 and so that um, God will be proven in our life. So tonight, um, in tonight's lesson, we're at the point, I was just bringing you forward to where we are at, 
Um, tonight we're at the point where we're going to look a little bit more closely what we mean by God's nature. We had looked at his um, characteristic through long-suffering, through dealing with um, the heathen kingdom of Egypt and its um, king called Pharaoh. And then we also looked at how he deals with his children. And God is still long-suffering towards his children because God's children are disobedient and dysfunctional and prone to wonder and prone to... um, be disobedient. So God has to exercise long suffering towards his children. And then Jesus told us a story about two sons um, in the, grew up in the same house, one, one older than the other. They were not twins. Um, but the younger one um, decided um, to go out on his own and got stuck and lost in the world. And the father had to um, call him back in the realm of the spirit and receive him back in the physical realm and um, reestablish him again as a son in the house. And so we see where he he suffered to bring that little one home. And then after he came home, the older one in the house, um, who should have been glad and rejoicing that his younger brother, who was lost, is now found. Um, no, he, he didn't see it that way. And um, so the father again had to exercise, hallelujah, long-suffering and get the older son, hallelujah, to understand his rightful position in the house and understand what was allotted to him. And so I see that the older son, although he was at home with, 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 with daddy all along, he still didn't have a intimate relationship with the father. He still didn't know the father. He still didn't understand how the father thinks, how the father works. And so um, his younger brother coming back home opened the door and gave the father the opportunity to let him understand um, who he, the father, was, how he was, his, his character, and, um, and also how he, ought, how he ought to be. So tonight we're going to look at um, the nature, and talking about the nature of, of God is a little bit harder than talking about um, his characteristics, because nature, whereas characteristics deal with the individual person, it describes the, the, the ways of an individual, his lifestyle, his habits, um, his personality, his is, is, is ethics. Um, that's what that's what characteristics um this this describe, and characteristics deal with individual persons. So if there are seven children who were born at the exact same time, they they all have seven different personality, and they might share some characteristics, but you will see distinguishing characteristics in each of them. Because characteristics um, defines an individual. And most of the time, um, our, our characteristics are our choice. Uh, we decide how we're going to be. We decide how we want to be. And um, we set about to establish our own identity. Like, like the young prodigal boy, um, we, we choose, we decide 
how it is. We might we might adopt qualities from our family. So like family ties or family ties or biological bearings um might influence us a lot. Um what we see as we are growing up in our homes might influence us how we think we should be and how we ought to be. Um, psychologically, it's been proven that older siblings have a very, very strong influence over younger siblings. And so um, the younger children usually walk in the footsteps of the older children. Um, in Jamaica, as I remember it, I, or, or at least in my family, I can't remember being taught um, much by my mom. I can't remember my mom teaching me the house rules or telling me what my duties were in the house or telling me how I ought to dress or telling me about my um, biological changes in life. I, I remember my older sister doing that. And, and so my mom might have taught my older sister and then she taught my other sister and my other sister. And then by the time I came up, I was um, it's my sister that was above me. So that's, that's how um, some people get their character from their family ties or um, their family bearings. And some people pick up their characteristic from social influencers, um, like friends or schoolmates or, you know, sometimes goes on in the society. Um, some people pick up their characteristics from the society. So we, a few years ago, we had a lot of problems with what they call peer pressure. Everybody was under peer pressure. <laughs> and um, that's what I took um took his toll and wore it off. So a lot of people, we don't hear too much about um, peer pressure again. But the society where you live, the community where you live, it does influence your your mindset and influence your behavior. And um, But still you have to decide. You have to decide if the characteristics, the qualities that are, presented before you if you're going to adopt them or not, if you're going to um, uphold them or not. And so you see that um, a person's characteristics is by choice. Um, When children are young and they act out of course, um, whoever is taking, whoever is their caregiver, whoever parenting them, nurturing them, will scold and discipline and correct. And so children might act a certain way as long as they're under the, the influence or the authority of their caregivers. But you will see as soon as they get to a certain age where if they didn't acquire love and respect for their caregiver, they'll just tell the caregiver, you know, like, your time, um, I've totally got expired, and I'm just going to be who I want to be. I'm going to be me. So the the, the, the generation that they call Generation X, um, they, that that was they're saying, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be me. I want to be me. And 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 so they will just at that point because you can't school them anymore. They're not taller than you. They're stronger than you. So you, so you can't try to can't try to discipline them anymore with the belt. Uh, and, and so they'll just, you know, say, you just have to make sure that they don't rule your house as long as it's your house and you're paying the bills. But some of them will want to try to start to rule your own house, rule your house, because now they feel like they don't have to listen to your rules 
and they don't have to follow through and one and, and the law that you and the precepts and the and the um the moral values that you have established in your house. So characteristic is by choice. Um we are not born how we are. We pick up as we go along, as we go up and we go along and we decide. So on in in the media, on T V or radio or in magazines, we have a lot of folks who are role models for other people. And it's amazing um, that a survey was done where children were asked who their role models were, and it wasn't mom and dad. It was some character and some TV show that they have never seen uh, seen in person, they have never met. But um, their, their their role model was was a, was, a, was a television star, or a, or a, or a movie star, or a, or a rock star, a musician, or something like that. And and that was an indicator that um, the the foundation of our society, our traditions, were going out through the window, hallelujah, and very soon um, the fam- our families and the society and even the church was going to be in trouble because the, the, the children's role model were absentee um, characters. They weren't, <laughs> and they were just actors. They, they don't see them in real life. They don't know how they are in real life. They see them on the screen. Or they, they, they hear their voice in a song, and, and, and so um, we're not any strong motivation or motivators or anchors at home or the school from from the teachers and principal or the church from the pastors and the elders in, in the church, then and then these children look um beyond beyond their immediate setting and they adopted um foreigners and strangers as their role model. And uh, and, and so they form their characteristics from those people who are acting on the on the big screen. But when it comes to nature, nature is a completely different thing when it comes to to God. So if you look if you look at um if you look at an individual, as many individuals as you as you, as you can examine as I just said, they have differentiating characteristics. But when you look at an individual according to his nature, you would have to conclude that all individuals have the same nature because nature has to do with what the species or the being does naturally. Like um, it is the nature of man to sleep. Man has to sleep at some point in time. Don't call me on that one. Don't, don't, don't use me as a role model for that. But it is true. Man needs to sleep. If you don't sleep, you'll get sick. You'll suffer from a debilitating disease that is called insomnia, and, and it will actually kill you. Lack of sleep will kill you. So it is the nature of man to sleep. And so if you, um, it is the nature of, 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 um, of man to get hungry when, um, when the food in his tummy is digested and what is to be eliminated is eliminated. It is the nature of man to get hungry again. And, and, and I'm told that I'm supposed to eat about six meals per day. I'm still trying to wise up to that idea, but that's what I'm told. I'm supposed to eat six me- 
meal of the day. So it is the nature of man to be hungry. It is the nature of man to get thirsty. Um, That's what I mean by nature. Every single person in this species um, carry these same needs or resembling factors. Not every person in the human race have the characteristic of being kind or being gentle. Not everyone has the characteristic of being intelligent, but every single human being has the need to sleep and eat. So that's what I mean by nature. Nature is what the entire species um, exhibits or does or has need of naturally without any work on the individual's part or without any effort. It just naturally happens. That's what I mean by nature. It naturally happens. I don't have to want it to happen. It just it happens outside of my decision. It happens outside of my choice. It happens out of my agreement. Even if I said I don't want to sleep, I will get to the point where my body will just keel over and fall asleep. And if I said I don't want to eat, I will get to the point where I eventually die from self-starvation or anorexia, as they call it. But um, because it is natural for human beings to eat. So if I don't eat, I will die from not eating. If I don't sleep, I will die from not sleeping. If I don't drink fluids, I will die from thirst. That's what I mean by nature. Nature is what we do naturally. And it doesn't define us as individuals. It defines us as a race, as a species, as a being. So if I said God's characteristic and nature and we were in the same room, you might ask me a very valid question. But we're not in the same room, so I'm going to have to ask it myself and answer it myself. Seeing that God is one, he's the only one of his kind, then why do I say he has and nature, why do I say God's nature and characteristic? Because <laughs> he's the only one. He's not a whole a lot of him. That, 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 that could be a question. And then if that question was put to me, I would have to try and get the context of the question. Um, like, I, I mean, penetrate the mind of the person who's asking the question and then answer the question according to what the person is really seeking to know. Because with a question like that, I could go any which way and answer it. But I would have to, as, uh, as an effective teacher, I would have to make sure that I answer the person who's asking the question in the context that he's asking the question, and then make sure that the person is satisfied um, with the answer. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm, since I'm the only one asking and teaching, I'm asking my own question, I'm asking my own question, I'm going to take it, um, I'm going to take that question from this angle. Now, God is no longer the only one of his species. God is no longer the only one of his being. And I am speaking fast forward into eternity. I am transcending time to answer you that way. Because I just finished telling you that I, don't, I just don't want you to have mental ascent or academic intelligence um, to, to the lesson. I really want you to be able to take the lesson and, um, and, and, and begin to live in it 
the walking it, walking these words. And so if you walk in these words, then you have now become a member of the same class or the same species of which God is. If you walk into God's words or you walk after God, you will eventually become I don't want to say eventually at this point. The Holy Ghost has corrected me. You will be God. Um, not finished and complete in this reality, but God does not look at things in that way. I, I, I read Isaiah, I told you about Isaiah 55 verse 9 last week that, that tell us that, that God don't, his ways and his thoughts are, are not under, at, at the same place where we are at. But God does not, God does not regard us where we are at. God regards us where he is at. So um, as far as God is concerned, we are already completed. We are finished. But in this reality, we are still striving. So we can see ourselves as God sees us. Uh, we can see ourselves as we see ourselves. Um, the children of Israel, when they got to the promised land that God promised them and told them that they should go in and possess the land, and they were able to go in, um, they were a little bit scared and timid, and some people might not understand that, but I can understand that. After 430 years of slavery, you don't feel valiant. You feel defeated, and naturally defeated. You have to have a certain level of faith in the realm of the spirit not to feel defeated. And we know that Moses had it and Caleb and Joshua had it to God be the glory. But for the rest of the, 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 the nation of Israel, they didn't have it. And so they proposed that um, they were the, the strategic thing to do was to send some spies to go spy on the land. And Moses consented. And they went and they spied and they were so afraid that they hit themselves, didn't speak to any official, didn't speak to anybody in, 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 um, in Canaan except uh, uh, Rahab, the harlot, whom they, whom they asked to, to hide them, and she did. And, 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 but they went back and they told more, and they escaped after, after they, they were <laughs> they finished hiding. They escaped, she let them down over the wall, and, and they ran back to the Israelite camp, and they told Moses that they looked, to the men in Canaan like grasshoppers. But nobody in Canaan told him that. As a matter of fact, Rahab sort of exalted them and said, I know that you guys are great, and I, I heard what God did in Egypt, and we heard what God did when you were coming through the wilderness, and we know you're going to come and take over this place too, and, and so we want when you come here, I want when you come here that you remember me. So she actually exalted them, and as, as the young folks said, they beat them up. <laughs> but it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't take in their mind that they were seen as formidable, they were seen as mighty, they were seen as giants, they were seen as strong. No, they, they said that they look like grasshoppers in the eyes of the, <laughs> the, um, the men of Jericho. And that was a report that they, that they, 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 they took back. And, and so because of that, they, they, they spent a, a longer time in the, in the wilderness than they, they were supposed to. But that's the time that they spent. In God's book, it was going to take them 10 days to reach from, to go from Egypt to Canaan. In God's book, that's what God has written down in his book. And they did reach in the 10 days. In the 10 days, they went in and 
came back with some grapes and tried to prove to Moses, look how big these grapes are. We can't even carry a bunch. It takes two of us to carry one bunch. The land is too much for us. The people are too much for us, and we don't like grasshoppers. But they did reach. They did reach in the ten day. God, God knows what he's talking about. So in God's book, we are already done. We are already perfected. But we might have to, because... Because we don't see like how God sees or think like how God thinks, we have a, a, a 40, year, 40 years of wilderness wandering to come to where God is, as opposed to being where God is immediately. Now, if we are where God is immediately, we will possess all what God has for us to possess. Um, Caleb, when he went in, to Canaan, um, spied out a, a, a mountain and, and, and concluded that he wanted um, to inherit that mountain. He, he wanted his, his, his children to be born on that mountain. And so he went back and he told Moses about the mountain and he says, can I have it? See? So in his mind, they already possessed the land. And Moses says, sure, you can have it. So in his mind, they already possessed the land. Hallelujah, because they were thinking like how God was thinking. But the rest of the people weren't. So they had to wait, hallelujah, for the people to catch up to where God was. Unfortunately, um, they died in the wilderness. But their children who, who were born after them, um, was able to go in and to possess the land. So, um, so, I, I, so we need to think how God thinks. And if we think like how God thinks, you will see that God is not the only one in his class anymore. At one point he was, yes, when he said, let there be light there, in, 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 um, in actuality, he was because he hadn't made anything yet. But in his mind, even then, before he made anything, he was not alone. In God's mind and in God's book, God's book was written down before he did anything. In God's mind and in God's book, we were here. And we were here with him in eternity. That's how God thinks. Hallelujah, glory to God. And then he saw like a, a, a good scientist, he saw that what he proposed to do was good, was in fact very good, and he was going to be successful. And so he began and set about um, to do it, um, what he proposed to do. And then we see that uh, we, not God, God cannot be intercepted, but we, the work of his hand is creation, we were, we were intercepted by the enemy. And so we, we are working through the interception to get back to the place where God sees us to be and where God wants us to be. So uh, God, deal with, God deal with us in his words as we are now so that we don't become disillusioned and we don't kid ourselves, he, he, he will show us and he does show us exactly where we are at. But that's not the only thing he shows us. He shows us where we were, he shows us where we are at, and he shows us where we are supposed to be. And so I'm going to read, uh, I'm beginning reading, and um, to show you that, to show you some scriptures that in God's mind, he's not the only one of his kind. In God's mind, we, we, we and him 
if we're of his seed and of his lineage, we're in the same species. Okay? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read Romans chapter 9. And there's something in Romans chapter 9 I want to read to you just to get you. And I'm going to go a little bit slower at this point because I'm actually going to be reading the scriptures. But if you turn it back to Romans chapter 9, and I will read a verse of scripture there for you. Let me find it very quickly. Okay, Romans chapter 9, I'm trying to get context here. Um, Let me read from verse 3 very quickly. For I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises, whose are the fathers and of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is overall God blessed forever. Amen. Not as though the word of God hath taken none effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is a word of promise. At this time I will come and Sarah shall have a son. Not only this, but when Rebecca... And this is what I want you to really pay attention to. And, and I cannot teach none of this scripture tonight. Text. I'm just going to read it because to teach it is just, is, I can only teach one verse in, in one night because so much information in the verse. So I'm just reading them. For this is the word of, of promise. At this time will I come and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, not only that Sarah is going to have a son, but when Rebecca also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, so um, Isaac um, and Rebecca had, had, um, had a conception. And verse 11 says, For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that call it. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. And verse 13 says, as it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. You see that? The children were not yet born. They were in the womb. And God and Rebecca had a conversation. And Rebecca learned all this from God about the two boys that were in her womb. And somebody's saying also verse 14. I'm going to read verse 14 um, because you're you, you going to contemplate this. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? And you can read the, the next two words by yourself. God forbid. So um, somebody might say, why was Esau hated? He wasn't even born. He hadn't done any good or any evil. Why was Jacob loved? He hadn't done any good or any evil either. Esau hadn't done any evil. Jacob hadn't done any good. So why, on what basis 
did God make that distinction to say that he loved the one and, and hate the other? And, and um, I, I talk about context all the while, and if you ever need context to understand that scripture, this scripture demands that you don't go out of the context, because if you miss the context, you're going to miss God, God entirely. So in a, in a capsule, I'm going to say, this is what I mean by when I said, God has everything written down in his book. God don't have to wait for me to do something evil to know that I'm going to do it. God knows the end from the beginning. God sees all of us before he said, let there be light. And he wrote down our life in a book that he calls the book of life. And so because God knows that, Nothing can stop him from doing what he's doing. If I am going to be an evil person, God don't have to stop his plan or even do any crazy thing to abort me or let my mom miscarry me because he's afraid for me to come on the earth and he's afraid that I'm going to do something that he can't stop me from doing and that he doesn't want me to do. God is not afraid of any of us. So whether I'm going to be good or whether I'm going to be evil, God will let nature take its course. But guarantee that God knows what I'm going to be and what I'm going to do. And when I do my stuff, I'm not going to surprise God because God already, God cannot be surprised. God knows everything already. So God simply knew that Esau was not the, of the two boys conceived at the same time. Same one womb, same one daddy, one mommy, but God knew that what Esau was going to choose as his characteristics, um, it was not going to be conducive to his eternal plan. What he would do with mankind, he knew that Esau just wouldn't get, just wouldn't agree with him, just wouldn't do what was needed to be done, and knew that Jacob would. He saw them before they came out of the womb. He saw their entire life. And so he was able to tell Rebecca so that she will know how to deal with both of the boys. So so that is what I mean by um, in God's book, this is already done. And um, we are just going to the place where we are already completed. Right here, right now, I am not yet completed. God is. I am completed. And so I just have to walk in Christ. I walk in his word. I walk in the truth. I will get to that place where I am already done. So what you see now of me is not what you will see hereafter. Um, Now I am in my imperfect self going on to perfection. And in God's book, I, I have reached, I reached, I arrived. Now only... Only you can say that about you, and only me can say that about me, apart from God. So I have concluded that I arrived, I reached, I reached home. I reached to that place where I am with God, um, naturally whole and naturally perfect and naturally done. Now, if you're afraid to say that of yourself, you should change your mindset. 
and you should very boldly go before the throne of grace and say, seeing that you have done everything and set everything in place, and my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, I will make it home. I will reach home. Just like when the prodigal got up and went home. I, I will make it home. I will reach home. So you got to repeat the scriptures in context to understand um, what is going on. So God, I'm going to read more texts. What is it? Okay, I have a little while. Okay, I'm going to read three more texts just to reinforce this point. Um, first John 3, verse... Here, let me see if I have it. Quickly. First John... First John, and that's John in the back of the Bible. First John 3, verse 3 says, And every man that hath this hope in him, uh, and you, you, you got you to read the verses above to get the context, okay? So, and, and by yourself, you could read to get it out, the context. I'm just going to read the verse. It says, And every man that hath this hope in him, purify it himself, even as he is pure. And he there is God. So um, we are in God's book. In God's book, we are pure as he is pure. That means blameless, sinless, all, all the, the, the stuff that we, that man picked up in Adam's sin. It means that God, in God, are with God. God doesn't see those debilitating factors. He doesn't hold it against us. In his book, he is pure, and we are pure. Um, glory to God. Let me, let me read you another one. Matthew 5, verse 14. Eight. Matthew, I'm just trying to show that in God's class, you are included, even now, even before we leave this earth, because God sees us completed, God sees us done. That's the point I'm trying to make. And so we can talk about God having a nature, because he's not only one in his class. There, we're there with him. Matthew 5, verse 48 says, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So there is, there is, no, there is no difference or inferiority when it comes to how God is perfect to how we are perfect. And um, the word, the word, the word be, the word be in, in English means as it is right now. That's what be means, right? Right now, be perfect. Even as your Father, uh, which is in heaven, is perfect. So God doesn't want us to to think that we are any different from ES. Um, turn to Leviticus chapter 19, and let me show you another proof as to how God regard us to be in the same class as ES. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 2. And it says, it reads as thus. Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, and say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Um, 
and I want you to turn to First Samuel two. First Samuel chapter two, and let's see if we get some some um, confirming proof to that. First Samuel two verse two. First Samuel two verse two says, "There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee." Neither is there any rock like our God. So if if the Bible says that there is none holy as the Lord, and then it says, and then Leviticus says, be holy as I am holy, it, it means that um, only those folks who have become one with the Lord will be considered to be holy. And I don't mean... Ninety-nine and a half percent like the Lord. I mean exactly like the Lord. That's why I said, "Be He holy, as I am holy." Um, you, you have to get it exactly. That is what the Bible means by just. It says it just shall live by faith. Um, if you're just, then you're just like God. So Matthew five verse um, forty-eight says. Um, let me go back to Matthew 5, verse 48, and then I'm going to read another scripture with it. Matthew 5, verse 48. When I'm teaching this, I need about 10 Bibles around me. <laughs> okay. Matthew 5, verse 48 says, Be therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. And then if you turn to Genesis 17, verse 1, you will see a, a text there that when the first time I read it, I said, are you really talking to a man here on the earth? Because that was the first scripture that the Lord, when the Lord started to teach me what theologians call perfection theology, Genesis 17, verse 1 was the first text that the Lord showed me and spoke me. Not, not, not be holy for I am holy, I'll be perfect. was Genesis 17, verse 1 that the Lord first spoke to me about. And I said, Abraham is a man on the earth at this time, walking on the earth in a body of flesh. And the Lord says, yes. And um, and you said this to him. And the Lord says, yes. And I said, is this possible for us to achieve? And the Lord says, yes. So it took me years and years to incorporate Genesis 17 in my, in my mind, in my psyche, because it seems it was calling me to something impossible to accomplish in the flesh. But, but God says, yes, with you it is impossible, but with me all things are possible. And so Genesis 17 verse 1 says, and when Abram Abraham was 90 years old and nine, he was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the, I am the almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. Um, um, Romans chapter 8 Romans chapter 8. Let's read Romans chapter 8 and see if we could correlate it. Romans chapter 8 is not in my notes. I'm just going to splice it in here. Romans chapter 8 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. 
For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin and them sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilling us who are not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Okay? So, um, you see here where Paul laid out, and you can read the rest of the, the chapter to to show us that um we do have we do have the we do have access. We do have access and an and allowance and um appointment to fulfill the person of Christ in, in this in this mortal body in which we live. And so Romans chapter 12 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy. So, so your body, your body, this same body that I taught you earlier, um, house what Paul called the flesh, which is the propensity to sin and to go against God, in the same body that um, lost after fleshy things and earthly things, God said we must present it holy, acceptable unto him. And and, and and this is according to God, if you if you do this, this is no great big thing. It is only reasonable. Um, because he is the one who is accomplishing all that work. So we don't get credit. <laughs> we don't get credit in and of our own self. We, we realize that all this is, has to be done by God. So, yes, you are required to be holy in your body. And if anybody tries to tell you otherwise that you cannot be holy, says, I do agree. I cannot be, but God has made me so. And so you, you turn it right back to God and give God all the glory. And verse 2 says, be not um, con- be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So it goes back that you must be perfect as God is perfect because if you're not perfect as God is perfect, you will not be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect for God? You won't have the ability. You won't be at the place. I, I think I told you before that when I was a young Christian and, and um, I would ask certain questions, one of the answers that I used to get a lot was, you have to be at the place. You have to be at the place. You're not in the right place. And so I go, what place is that? There's no such place. <laughs> you don't know where to be the answer. But um, I've grown in the Lord to realize, yes, that all of us as children of God, in God's book, we're all at the same place. In heaven, we're all at the same place. We're all done, we're all completed, we're all whole, we're all blameless, we're all perfect, but right here on the earth, as we are going through, we um, are found in different places in the realm of the spirit, at different dimensions in the Lord, and we, we accomplish, we accomplish um, the things of the spirit according to the dimension or the level uh, on which we are operating. And, and so that's why Paul encouraged us to grow, to grow. All we're called to grow in grace and in the power of God's might. So, um, I hope I have settled that <laughs> in God's eternal book, in God's mind, 
He's not the only one of his kind because he will not be spending all eternity by himself. And he will not be spending eternity with inferior folks. In God's mind, he is, um, he has set everything in place um, to perfect us, to, to make us be perfected. And he's going to finish what he started. He's going to finish his, finish his work. So let me just read some, let me just read you some other scriptures. And the reason why I'm going to read you these scriptures is so that you can see yourself in, in the world. There's a little exercise that I do with, when I do run certain workshops. It's called Find Yourself in the Word. And so I'm going to do a little exercise where you could see yourself in the Word. And if you see yourself in the Word, it will in, inspire you. As St. John 15, verse 7 says, if you abide in the Word, and His Word abide in you. It, it goes on to say you can ask what you will, and it will be done unto you. But I don't want to deal with that part tonight. I just say if you abide in His Word, and His Word abide in you, then what will be seen of you is the Word of God, which was the exact same thing that was seen in Jesus Christ when he was on the earth. Um, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among men, and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so if the Word of God abide in us and we abide in the Word, then when we go walking down the street, people will not see your biological self. Given that you are really abiding in the Word, I don't mean you just go to church on Sunday. That, that's not what I mean. I mean you're abiding in the Word. I mean the person of Jesus Christ lives in you. I mean I mean the Holy Ghost speaks through you. I, I, I mean that you obey Abba. I, I mean that um, this, you, don't, you don't do anything except you see it of your Father. You, you, you only do those things that the Father instructs you to do. That, that's what I mean. And if you're thinking that you can't accomplish that, I agree with you. So what you need to do, since you know you can't accomplish it, you need to deliver yourself over as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, and he will get reasonable service out of you. He knows how to do it. I don't know how he does it, but he knows how to do it. So I'm going to let you know that once you come into this realm where God is, all the characteristics, which is God's nature, right? So now as, as, as a man... As a man living in, as an as, as a earthly person, your characteristics and your nature are not in alignment. I just told you that. Your characteristics are what you choose to do as an individual. Your nature is what is seen of you as, 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 a, as a race. Um, it's common to every single human being. Your characteristic is, is peculiar to you. But but your nature is common to every human being. With God, though, his nature and his characteristics are one and the same thing. So when you come into the nature or the characteristic of God, whatever God's nature and characteristics is, that will be yours too. Whatever Whatever is identified as God, whatever quality is identified as God's, it will be the same quality that will be identifying you. Um, if you desire this, you need to desire this. And if you desire it, you will see that you will wake up one morning and you realize it is completed in you. 
But David says, I will not be satisfied, hallelujah, until I awaken his image. So he will do it. I guess he does it when we're sleeping. I don't know when he does it. <laughs> I, just, I just wake up and realize that it's done. I wake up and realize, hey, I can't love my enemy. I don't know when God did that, but he, he does it. Trust me, he does it. So Psalm 73, verse 1. No, let me see what time. I don't have much time, so I'm just going to tell you the scriptures. not going to venture to read them. I'm just going to you could write them down. Psalm 73, verse 1. Psalms 143, verse 10. Matthew 19, verse 17. Mark 10, verse 18. Luke 18, verse 19. And Third John 1, verse 11. Attest that God is good. And this is by no means all the scriptures that says God is good. I'm just giving you a starting point so you can study. You can um, I'm sorry, God. Elder June. Can you just repeat you the repeat scriptures them? again? I'll repeat them again. I'll repeat them. So I, I just want you to get this thought in your mind. I want you to consent to the word of God, that God is good. And since God is good and I'm in God and I am good, and, and that will not be, um, what they call it, vain boasting. Um, that will be establishing yourself in, 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 in the Lord. God expects you to be good. And so um, Psalm 73, verse 1. Psalms 143, verse 10. Matthew 19, verse 17. Mark 10, verse 18. Luke 18, verse 19, and Third John 1, verse 11. And I'm going to read that one because I um, can't read them all, but I'm going to read one or two of them, okay? Just to let you know that God really thinks so much of us. He does. He's a good daddy. He thinks so much of us. That's a John in the back of the Bible. Follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, you see? But he that doeth evil has not seen God. So if you do good, you are of God, right? Okay, reasonable. God is reasonable. Isaiah 1 verse 18 and Job 13 verses 3 and 6. So if you are... If you're in the God class, you too will be reasonable. You know, some folks, you cannot reason with them at all. And, and, and that's because they're, they're denying, they're denying that position in Christ, which is, which is um, open, which is open to them and secure to them. And they're called to it to be, to be reasonable. We should be able to reason. And that's what the Bible says. If I do you something as a sister, we are brothers and sisters in the church, and I do you something, you have to take me to court before you answer judge. You know that you're not in the running for heaven because <laughs> how are you going to judge angels, which we are, when we get there, if you can't right here, right now, work out something between you and your brothers? So God is reasonable, and God expects us to be reasonable. And when we come in the God class, we will be reasonable. We'll be able to work out whatever situation we need to work out. Loving and kind, that's Psalms. Um, 63 verse 3 if you're if you claim that you're a son of God and claim that you're saved and claim that you're in Christ and you can't find it to be loving you can't find it to be kind then I'm going to tell you to go on a, on a, on a hunt uh, a nature hunt 
God's needs and tell God you're seeking him in the dimension of loving kindness because he is loving and kind. His tender loving kindness is better than life. And so you have to be able to look at your own self and say, oh, I'm brutus, oh, I'm wretched, <laughs> and I, I ought not to be because I'm in Christ. Um, look, don't wait for me to examine you. You examine you because I'm examining me and see see what you're lying with and see what, what sort of character you have. See your qualities. Um, see how you line up with God because God has not hidden those things from us. He has revealed his character, revealed his nature. And so if you're his offspring, as it says in Acts 22, 26, verse 17, you're his offspring. So if you're his offspring, then act like your daddy. Be your daddy. God is gracious. God is gracious. Exodus 22, verse 27. Um, that means he's full of grace. Ah, glory to God. Exodus 33, verse 19. God is gracious. He's full of grace. Exodus 34, verse 6. Numbers 6, verse 25. And I, I'm giving you a lot of graciousness because um, I, think, I think in the church, Today, the reason why we have so much strife and division amongst us is because we're lacking graciousness. We're not gracious to each other. Okay. The Lord, um, 2 Kings 13, verse 23, 1 Peter 2, verse 3. And if it's in 1 Peter, you know that you can't say it's just to the Old Testament saints, it's just to the Israelites. No, it's also to the church. And, and, and it's more so to the church than to the Israelites. Second um, Chronicles 30, verse 9. Psalm 77, verse 9. Because God is gracious, you know that he will forget our sins. He will eradicate our sins. Because he's so gracious. Joel 2, verse 13, I want to read that one. Joel 2, verse 13 says, let's read Joel 2, verse 13. Rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repented him of the evil. Okay? Um, Are you like that? Um, are you gracious? Are you merciful? Are you slow to anger? Are you of great kindness? And when you think to do evil to somebody, can you go back and correct yourself and repent and say, I shouldn't have thought that? Okay? And sometimes when I say stuff I'm not supposed to say and I realize what I've done, I will stick my tongue out and slap myself on my own tongue. And so you're not allowed to speak like that. Um, Amos 5, verse 15. Amos 5, verse 15 says, Hate the evil and love the good, and establish judgment in the gate. It may be that the Lord God of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of um, Joseph. And, and the reason why I read that scripture is because I want to... Um, point out to you about what happens in the gate and what in the gate means. The Bible says the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. It's only if, if judgment is established in our gates. And we have gates too. <laughs> okay? And if gates mean authority and power. 
And, and, and so if we have judgment, the judgment of God established um, as our authority and our power, um, glory to God, then we will see the graciousness of God upon us. So much so that we too will be gracious. Remember the guy that um, the, 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 the master um, forgave this great big debt that he had, and then he went out and found his brother that owed him a little bit of money, and he took him and his family and threw him in prison, and then the Lord reversed, the master reversed his, his forgiveness and threw him in prison also. Um, that, that's because he did not adopt um, the graciousness of, of, of the master. And so if you don't adopt the qualities of Christ, then even although you go to church and you're baptized in Jesus' name, you have the Holy Ghost, I'm sorry to say, but you're going to end up where you don't want to go. So it might be hard. It might be hard to forsake self. It might be hard to, you know, say no to the flesh. I'm not saying none of this is easy, but between wrestling um, my flesh and crucifying and mortifying it and, and, and going to hell, I choose to mortify. <laughs> I choose to crucify. I choose to deny. I choose to take up my cross. You know, it, it, it's a much, it's a much better, better um, um, possibility um, to do that. No matter how hard it is, no matter how I have to sweat to do it, no matter how many days I have to go and fast, and no matter how many time I have to go and fast, no matter how much time I have to rebuke myself, um, no matter how much time I have to lock myself away in a closet until I learn to behave myself in Christ. It's better than being locked in hell for all eternity. So um, I will be quick to scold myself and correct myself. Jonah 4, verse 2 um, showing how gracious God is. This is Jonah. And he prayed unto the Lord and says, I praise thee, O Lord. Was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish. For I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth thee of the evil. So Jonah didn't want to go to his enemy because... Um, he knew that God was gracious and God would forgive them. So if you're gracious, you will forgive folks even when they don't deserve it, even when they don't ask for it. Some people say, I can't forgive until he asks. Why not? He's <laughs> supposed to die before he gets around to asking. Forgive him, man. You don't have to wait for him to ask. Just forgive him as Christ has forgiven you. God forgave you before you ask. So you forgive too before you ask, before whoever violates you ask. Forgive. Get it get it out of your system so you could get out of your life. And then they'll catch up. They'll catch up to your goodness and, 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 and your graciousness later. They'll catch up. Don't wait for them to catch up. Don't sit around waiting for them to catch up. Just keep on moving along. And forgive. Move forward. You have to forgive before you move forward. If you don't forgive, you can't move forward. If I do you something, you can't forgive me. You will never move from that spot until you forgive me. So don't let me stop you from moving forward. Forgive me and keep going. I'll catch up to you later. Um, Psalms 86 verse 15 says, But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. So again, this is one of those major texts that, all children of God should know. And I think I'm going to have to stop there tonight and continue next week. Okay? <clears throat> um, this is 
this is Psalms 86 verse 15 is one of those texts that every single child of God who have any intention to spend eternity with God in, 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 um, in the heavens, you should know this and make certain that um, it, 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 um, it's mixing with your blood and make certain that it passes through your system a few times a day, that God, the Lord, is a God full of compassion. How is your compassion? And gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. How do you measure up to this text? Um, make sure this text is in your bones. If this text abides in you, and you abide in this word, then guaranteed, guaranteed. Such a soul cannot go to hell full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, plenteous in mercy and truth. No, you cannot make it to hell <laughs> if you have these qualities, if this is your nature. And, and um, anybody, anybody who is in the class of God has to have these of this of their nature and their, their characteristics because this is how God is. So you have to be the same. God bless you. Next week I will continue reading. Hallelujah. Glory to God and God's characteristics and God's nature. But my time has come and gone. It was nice talking with you, and I hope I did inspire you to um, hunger, hunger and thirst for God in your soul and in your spirit. God bless you. Um, Minister Burton? Yes. Amen. Amen. Father God, right now, forget. Before I even start, Father God, wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, these thoughts, and actions. Anything that's not of you, I do honestly repent. And God, I just thank you tonight. I lift up Elder June Malcolm up to you, Father God. Pour into her everything that she poured out, Father God. And Father God, I thank you for sealing this blessing in our hearts and our minds, Father God, so it shall grow in us. So we shall be growing in you, Father God. We thank you for this meal that you've given us, Father God. And we bless you. And I pray this prayer in no other name. But your son's name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, the line is now open for comments, questions, and prayer requests. Praise the Lord, Ella June. Praise the Lord. Oh, glory to God. I, you know, I'm Minister LaShawn. took the words out of my mouth. I thank you for this meal tonight. You know, when I look at, um, I had to flip page um, to the next page to write down the scriptures that you've given us um, to read. And, um, you know, the Bible says man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the Bible, glory to God. Um, I want to thank you again for, you know, stopping by with not just something to tickle our ears, but something to edify us, something um, for us to grow, something to learn, something for us to understand who we are, um, glory to God. And, you know, that, that last... Um, that last psalm that you gave us, Psalm 86, verse 15, I had to post it. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and plenteous in mercy and truth. And um, since we are, hallelujah, glory to God, God, I thank you um, for reminding us, you know, that um, 
we need to be full of compassion. We need to be gracious, um, so on and so forth. And I thank you. Again, um, you reminded us tonight that, um, you know, God didn't wait to forgive us because from the foundation of the earth, from the foundation, glory to God, when you read about the mystery of the blood, um, so from the very foundation of the earth, you know, God forgave us even before he he made Adam, he forgave us, and so therefore we, you know, we ought not to be, um, you know, holding anybody in our spirits and, 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 and not extending forgiveness, um, glory to God, you know, be he holy, because God is holy. I thank you so much, Elder June, and may God continue to speak through you, may he continue to download his revelatory knowledge in you, so that you can come and impart it to to us here on the prayer line. God's richest blessings upon you, woman of God. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you very much. Amen. 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 El June, once again, great lesson. Amen. Amen. Um, as I'm going to say, because y'all know I talk a lot, so I'm going to leave the line open again. I open the line for comments, questions, uh, feedback, and prayer requests. There comes a time in everybody's life, Elder June, that if you don't know the deep things of God, man, I'm telling you. But there comes a time in everybody's life that we eventually, if we allow the Holy Spirit like he has you, set us down and share with us the deep things of God. Amen. And sometimes we don't allow the Holy Spirit to set us down because we got other things that we're doing to be taught. And tonight you taught us. I mean, you've been teaching us for almost a year, maybe a little over a year. And I'm grateful to God tonight that he raised up a mighty woman of God like you to bless his people. Thank you for the word tonight. God bless you, woman of God. Thank you, Prophet. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Prophet Bob. You're welcome. Amen. line is now open. Um, are there any prayer requests? I, I have a prayer request. I'm asking okay. for... Um, uh, I'm going to give you some names. Um, Joshua, James, Leonardo, Malcolm Evans, that's the name of the boy, Jason, Bailey, Jamil Adams, and a young lady, I think, named Stacy. Mm-hmm. I think you all them. Stacy, a young lady, my name is Stacy. Stacy Turner. Turnick, Stacey Turnick, um, Jamil Adams, Jason Daly, and Joshua Evans, if you will uphold those for your people before the work for my family tonight, I, we would really appreciate it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay. Okay. All right. Amen. The, uh, any other prayer requests? Yeah, I got a prayer request. Uh, Minister Monica, um, 
keep propping as Deborah's mother in prayer. She's got a touch of Alzheimer's. I think she told me the other day, uh, I had told Pastor Marine to keep her in prayer. Um, she's. I think she's got the second stage of Alzheimer's. Yeah. So a diabetic. Okay. And it's Prophetess Debbie's uh, uh, mother. So okay. we're keeping them in prayer. Also, um, it's a big burden on her trying to get people to come in and help take care of her. So Debbie's got to do it all. So I'm requesting prayer that some help would come her way to take some of the pressure off of her also, okay? Okay. What state is she in, by the way? She's up there in Philadelphia, PA. Has she talked to the Alzheimer's? Has yeah, she, Philadelphia, uh, yes. Has she talked to the Alzheimer's Association? I don't know. I can inbox her tomorrow morning and ask her. Uh, inbox her if she's uh, uh, talked to the Alzheimer's Association. They have support groups, and oh. they can lead her in the right way, even helping her with finding um, caregivers as well. Okay, thank you. Amen. Okay. Uh, any other prayer requests? Okay, uh, let us pray. Father God, right now, watch me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Anything that is not of you, I do honestly repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. You are my Abba Father, my El Shaddai, my Elohim. <laughs> and I give you praise tonight, Father God. Father God, you see and you know the petitions and the desires of our hearts, Father God, on this line. And I lift them up to you, O oh Lord, because you know what we're going through. You know our personal struggles. You know our beginnings. You know our ends, God. And I give you praise tonight, Father God. Right now, Father God, I lift up Elder June Malcolm and her family up to you. I lift up Joshua, Janelle, Jason, Stacy, and God, whoever now I forgot, Father God. I, I lift them all to you, Father God. Father God, strengthen their minds, their hearts to yours, you, Father God. Make their crooked path straight, Father God. Put them in the right influences, Father God. If they're in the wrong, if they're on the ungodly council, Father God, remove them, Father God. And put them in the places where you have people to support them, Father God. Father God, as they grow up, their minds need to be renewed and shaped, Father God, by you. I thank you right now for renewing and reshaping their minds, Father God. Father God, any of them were prodigals, Father God, I thank you for calling them back home. And, Father God, releasing them of the burden of, and, and setting your truth upon their hearts, Father God. And, God, I just give you honor and praise right now, Father God, for tell, letting them know that you, that you are their father and they are your own, Father God. And, Father God, right now I lift up, oh, I lift up Prophetess Deborah Mother to you, Father God. She is dealing with Alzheimer's, Father God, and we come against that brain death now in the name of Jesus. We speak light to the sympaths and the neurons, Father God, that they should reroute and create, Father God. Father God, we speak matter in her brain that it shall grow back to normal size, that she has not lost brain capacity now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we speak motor, we speak correction over her motor skills. We speak correction over parts of her brain, Father God. So you shall be Father God. 
Yes, we Lord. speak that now, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We speak correction over body functionings, Father God. Father God, we ask you to repair her heart, her mind, Father God. Set her mind upon the order in which you created her, Father God. And, God, I got to give you praise and honor. And I thank you for giving her a new heart, new brain. I thank you for new pancreas. I thank you for new circulatory systems. I thank you for new neurons and sympathies and sympathetic systems. I thank you for all the systems that she's needed in order to produce a good work, Father God. We thank you for not only for healing for her, but we thank you for millions. Uh, we thank you for um, miracles for her. And props this Deborah right now, Father God. We lift her up to you, Father God. Give her strength. God, you know I know. Give her strength, Father God, as she's taking care of her mother. Give her, don't let her suffer absolute burnout for being a caregiver. Let her know that you will take care of her while she is taking care of her mother, Father God. And we thank you for supporting her family, Father God. Let them know that this is not a burden they care alone, but they can put their cares on you. And you should deliver them all, Father God. Right now, I lift up friends and family. You know their names, Father God, one by one to you, Father God. And I give you praise, Father God. Fulfill the needs in their lives, Father God. But also show them you, Father God. Father God, if they're Father God, you know the ones that are prodigals and need to come home, show them you. You know the ones that are on the fence, Father God, show them you. Father God, you know those ones that need re- re- redirection, show them you, Father God. And guide them back to this place of safety. And God, I have to pray this prayer. No other name but your son's name of Jesus. Lord. Amen. 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 Tonight we just have to believe and thank God and continue to thank God. Um, thank God over the quest, over the prayer request. Let's just thank Him. Give, thank you, Jesus. Thank Him for what He's about to do and what's yeah. about to come. Thank keep you, Lord. Him. It may not look like it is. What I mean, God is an on-time God, but keep thanking Him. Thanking him for the answers, thanking him for the, thanking him. Amen. And we give him honor, and we totally give him praise. So, good evening, everyone. I am thankful for everyone coming out. Keep in mind tomorrow, join us at 9 p.m. for Jeremiah's Generation with Sister Kamisha from the island of Jamaica. Yes. Also, join us at 714, standing at Gap. But we stand again for our country. And Lord knows, United States, let's just keep praying for them. I'm praying for us. I'm serious. <laughs> We're in the throes of, and yes, I did say the throes. We are in the throes of this election campaign. And yep. I'm telling you, I'm going to get my passport. Y'all think I'm joking. Y'all think I'm joking. I'm telling y'all, come to visit everybody. Mm-hmm. Y'all. Come on up. I'm at the. I'm already. I, I mean, I've had this conversation so much. I think I don't convince myself that I'm leaving. So we all need. Y'all need to pray for me down here. Amen. So, uh, all joking aside, though, I'm still coming to visit everybody. But all joking aside, please pray for us. Yeah. I, I mean, the UK, and it's not just the United States, everyone. Everybody's country is in turmoil. Um, there are attacks. They're not even being put on the news. I mean, there's so many attacks in Africa right now. It's not funny. Japan just had some just jump off. Uh, Germany did too. Um, everybody's in uh, peril and despair. And the UK is those who are a part of this 
part of UK. I'm praying for y'all because they want to leave the European Union. So you know that's that's consequences and there in Scotland. So it's just not United States. You know we sometimes forget, but let's just keep everybody in prayer. Amen. 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 And of course, our praise and testimony service at 9 p.m. Uh, please come back on Wednesday. And of course, with Sister Nyoka, we walk up through the word line by line, precept upon precept on Thursdays at 9 p.m. So also come and enjoy us. And of course, Friday night at midnight, fire on the wire. If you midnight explosion. Please come out on at midnight. Man. And, of course, if you want your Saturdays to jump off right, please see us on Saturday mornings at noon with Sister Monica Hold a Little. Amen. And, of course, our Sunday service with Pastor Reaching Daily. Again, all times are in Eastern Standard Time. So, as I have to do always, please adjust to your to your time zones so you won't be too late or you be, won't be too early, but you'll be what? Right on time. On time. <laughs> Uh, Pastor, anything else you want to say before we close? Uh, we're good. Um, I believe this Friday night speaker is Evangelist um, Bridget Johnson. Yep. Um, Sister Bridget will be bringing forth the word this uh, coming Friday night. And um, we're rocking and rolling. Amen. 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 Hold on one second. Amen again. Um, I'll th- again, thank you, everyone, for coming out tonight. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for being a part of this ministry. Of course, Simple Words Ministry is 100% God-driven, 100% volunteers. So, as um haven't did this in a while, but just in case you haven't forgot, you know we are 100% volunteer ministry. No one... That translates, no one gets paid on this line. Amen. So, we know know that Pastor Marine has engagements that are coming up and coming forth to represent not only her, but also the ministry. So, if you have, you know, Pastor Marine never tells me to do this, I do this anyway. So, (laughs) that being said, if you have something, if God has laid it on your heart, to donate to the ministry, please do so. Pastor Marie, we are very grateful. Everything that she, everything that is donated, literally goes towards the work of the ministry. So. Yes. And of course, if uh, always, if you want to donate, please contact uh, Pastor Marie, and she will give you the address to uh, to uh, send via PayPal. Amen. So, just in case you have not forgotten that, you know we we. Um, this ministry has um, 1% volunteer, and like I said, Pastor Marine, she pours out her heart on this line. Um, I, that's, I can truly say that. Truly, truly say that. Amen. So, just had to throw that in there this evening. <laughs> God bless. Amen. Bless you. Amen. And I am trying to get my Bible up so I can say this right, because I got it by memory, but I always want to say this right. Amen. So, one second. I'm sorry. I'm having technical difficulties. Hold on one second. Let me grab my Bible so I can say this right. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes. So, as we Father God right now, we just thank you right now. We bless you right now, Father God. So, Father God, as we close tonight, may the Lord, Lord, we thank you. Lord, may you bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord shine his face upon thee and be gracious unto thee. And may the Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee, give thee peace. Sleep with God's angels, everyone. Good night. Have a good night. God bless everyone. Yes. Mr. Merton. Mr. Merton. Yes, ma'am. Before you go, um, is there any um, update on the young lady from last week? I have um, not Trace? heard. I have not heard. I've been praying for her, but I haven't heard anything. Okay. All right, we continue to pray for her. Yes. Um, that... I'm Maria. I'm going to send you a note. Yes, ma'am. Okay, dear. God bless you all. I love you all. Speak with you all tomorrow. Yes, Because that, that one, she's been on my mind all last week. So. Yes, I've been, I've been praying for her. I've been praying for her, too. So, amen. Praise God. Praise God. And I am so thankful Pastor Marina is her home. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to be. Why is it that you guys are so happy? Now you see, you know something, um, as I was doing, and I even have it in front of me, as I was doing the schedule, I was like, oh, my God, I do a lot on this line. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and so now you guys are happy that I'm back. But guess what? I'm leaving soon again. Oh. I'm leaving soon. And this is this 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 one is going to be a big, 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 big one. You all need to keep in, in, in mind. Um, end of December, I'm gone for 40 days. Well, it's going to be more than 40 days because I'm going to be flying, flying, and then flying back, and that's going to be like a, a couple days' journey. So um, I'm going to be gone for, you know, over a month and a half, almost two months I'm going to be gone um, between December and January. And there are going to be other long trips before that. So... <laughs> Pray, 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 pray. We need um we need some new people. Uh we need, you know, folks to come in and, and help out. Um because I am going a lot and where I'm going I will not be able to dial in. So please pray that God will send us everybody that we need so that the ministry will continue to flow without interruptions. Amen. 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 Good night everyone. Good night. Have a blessed night. Bye bye. Goodbye.